0: What are some apps that you can use as an online minister to help you build relationships? We're going to be talking about that today, so get ready because it's time.
1: You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network.
0: Hey, heroes, my name is Tom Pounder, and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring on ministry leaders, and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I've got a first-time guest, someone who I've known online for a number of years, because we've run in the same circles for a number of years. But he's a first-time guest, his name is Justin Herman, and he is the online discipleship pastor at Mariners Church. It's in California, he lives in Arizona. How does that work and how is he able to build relationships? He's gonna talk about that today. His story is awesome, and he's got some apps that he uses on a regular basis, online apps that he uses to really build relationships with people who attend their church. So we talk about that and we encourage you that, hey, listen, there are some real opportunities to have real relationships online. So I'm really excited to have Justin on. But before we do that, I want to just highlight the church.digital. At the church.digital, we really talk about how you can do online ministry in an effective way in today's world very effectively. We share blogs, we share podcasts. We have cohorts. We have coaching. There's lots of great opportunities for you to learn how to do digital and online ministry, and even digital and metaverse ministry as well at TheChurch.Digital. So if you've never checked it out, go to it today. I've got links in it in the show notes, but again, it's TheChurch.Digital. All right, so now without any further ado, let's get into the interview with Justin, talk about these digital relationship apps that you can use today. All right. With me right now is Justin Herman. Justin, how are you? Hey, man.
1: How's it going? Excited to be here.
0: Well, we're excited to have you on as well. Um, I think you and I have followed each other for a number of years over the course of time, and, uh, but I've never had you on the podcast, so I'm excited to have you on uh, sharing today.
1: Yeah, the we we spent a, a legacy in youth ministry uh, many years ago. I was doing youth ministry, and, and, I, and that's how we kind of crossed paths at first. But this is this is wild online, and I'm I'm such a fan of what you're doing and what you're putting out. So thanks for having me on.
0: Well, I'm a fan of yours as well. I've followed you over the years, so this is exciting, and I'm excited about your job. And so uh, let's just get into it real quick. Of like, for, I know what you do because I heard you on the social media church podcast, and. I think that's awesome. What do you do? Share with everyone else. What do you do and how did you get into that?
1: Well, you know, at the core of what I do is, is make sure that all the people who are tuning in online are able to go through the fullness of our church discipleship strategy, which is called the transformational loop. Um, you know, weekend, which is follow Jesus, groups, which is grow together, which is rooted in life groups and in courses. Uh, um, uh, serve one another, is being, you know, being able to volunteer at your church. Like The, the things we think uh, are very simple are right? actually an ex-complex. Co- I'm sure you know this. Uh, when it comes to online, someone says, hey, I want to serve at the church. You, you, you walk on a church patio and say, hey, I want to serve. You'll be inundated with pastors who are <laughs> more than willing to take your time. Yeah, but yeah. It would, if you raise your hand and say, hey, I'm, a, I'm online, I want to serve, everyone's looking around each other like, well, what's he going to do? Like, are they going to make yeah. social media? Are they going to make, can they make graphics? And, and it's like, well, it, so you have to think completely differently. So you have yeah. to like really start from scratch, but it's serve one another um, and then change the world, which is our outreach stuff. So how do we impact communities and, and you know, globally, but it's not, um, uh, and I don't want to diminish this, but it's not. Things like let's just make a bunch of sandwiches and go hand them out. Now, again, not diminishing that. Yeah, I would do that with. I'll. I plan on doing that with my kids. But as a church, we look at outreach as a how, how are we building relationships um, with organizations uh, in communities that are like they really have a footprint there. So it's not just mm-hmm. hey we're in and now we're out. It's like hey we're in and we're building relationship with you. Well, how do you do that? It's easy to do that when your church is you know in Irvine, California. You have a campus in Santa Ana you partner with organizations when you say hey we're online we can't partner with every organization in every city in America so how do you kind of figure through that so again it's like the complexity of, of what I spend time doing um I I while I sit on a team that talks about you know view, you know who's tuning in you know what our numbers look like retention growth projections blah 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 the number stuff which is important which is important m- my role is From all the people who are watching, how are we discipling those people?
0: Mm, That's awesome. Okay, so and your official title is what?
1: The Online Discipleship Pastor. I drop discipleship sometimes. Just go to Online Pastor, depending on who I'm talking to. Because, you know, if you're you're like new, you're like, hey, people don't know what discipleship is. You throw discipleship out there to someone who doesn't speak church. And you know they don't know what you're talking about, but it, yeah. my official title is online discipleship pastor to really bring focus to you know what
0: what I do on a regular basis. And w- what uh, describe your team then? So if you're yeah. this, what what does your team look like? So I sit on the I sit on a
1: couple teams at the church. I sit on the the uh, the Irvine lead team, okay. um, which is made up of kind of like department heads of of uh, of, uh, of Irvine, like the ministry side of of Irvine leadership. For discipleship, um, I sit on the. Uh, we have multiple campuses, uh, congregations, and I represent the online congregation, which isn't officially a thing. Yeah. So this is the again, like we there's like a rabbit trail of the complexities of language when it comes to online. You know, is it a campus? Is it not a campus? Is it a community? Is it an extension? Is it an extension of you know one of our one of the campuses? Kind of an extension of that. Um, and you know, sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. So I sit on what we call multiplication. So there's a discipleship multiplication with all of our campuses. There's an outreach multiplication with all of our outreach people at our campuses. And then, um, and I sit primarily, uh, I spend a lot of my time on the online team. So that is our um, COO, uh, operations guy. The dude is a genius. His name's Earl, dry humor. He's a hunter me and him get along great our personalities are like kind of uh, kind of different I'm more like gregarious and, and over the top and he's like very even and super affirming and super kind um and I do an impression of him which I'm not going to do right now <laughs> but, but I'm testing it out uh and and some of the staff like it because it's accurate you know you just say like a, the most positive thing you can think of in like the driest calmest sense you can and it's great um our communications pastors on that team, okay. who also is remote, by the way, he lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Um, our weekend experience director is on that team. And he's the one in charge of planning and executing the entire product, for lack of a better term, of mm-hmm. our weekend for online. Um, and then our social media director um, is on that team as well. And she she's the one who makes sure that that our strategies are, are kicking on all cylinders and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so some people may not know this about you, but that you are the online guy or the online discipleship guy, but you don't live in California. You are truly online. And so talk to me about how that came about because like for me, we were talking about this offline, but I was a student minister and they just said, hey, you would be a good fit. And I've heard a lot of online ministers who were student ministers and then they made the transition You were not in ministry at that moment when you got offered this job. So what did that look like?
1: Yeah, well, let me me say one thing first. I've talked to a tremendous amount of online pastors, partly because I'm only, you know, I'm pretty new to it still. And I want to learn from people and talk to people. I've talked to more online pastors who made the move from youth ministry to online that it just completely blows me away. I think back in the day it was like, well, I'm a youth pastor. Then what's the career trajectory? Yeah. Career trajectory into online is so much more a fit for the 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 talents and skills of youth. You yeah. know, the Wild West, a little bit gritty. Got to figure out how to do it. Maybe on a tight budget. Not everyone really understands. So, what do you guys do? You play dodgeball and then you do a Bible study. And yeah. they're like, "So, what do you do? You do a Zoom thing and then you're praying for people." And what, huh? And where do they live? So, like, there's there's a lot of correlation there, but that's not here nor there. Um, so, I was working in construction, doing sales pretty unhappy if I'm being honest. Um, I, uh, when I was praying for clarity, Hey God, I, I need, I need, I feel a wrestling, a stirring in my soul mm-hmm. that I'm not meant to do that. Like I meant to be back in ministry. I just got to figure out the path for that. Mm-hmm. I went to a thing called man camp, which I think it's, it's, you know, it's the, we take youth away to camp, not because God speaks differently, but kids tend to hear him differently when we're mm-hmm. away. Same thing for men you know, getting away, just give, you know, without kids, without a wife, you know, without just getting away, hearing from the Lord, connecting with him, it's important. And so I did that uh, at at Mariners. We do a thing called man camp. Um, Tim Luke is probably one of the best men's pastors in the country when it comes to activating men. Um, Really, really, really an incredible talent. And um, I went and I, and there's a lot of fun stuff that happens there. And I didn't do any of those things. I sat on a big boulder with my Bible and a notebook I was just sitting there. I was just, I just needed clarity. And it came through a guy named Ben um, who used to own a brewery called Hangar 24, sold Hangar Twenty. He just felt this call in a ministry, dropped everything, sold it to like his brother or whatever. I think it was kind of all in the family sort of bought a boat, you know, learn how to sail, take the gospel to different like villages and towns and islands. Like it's just wild stuff. And he and he was the one that really gave me the wisdom that really triggered me, which was I didn't know the destination I was going to. I just started taking steps in a direction. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was stuck. I just didn't know what direction to go. So I came back from that trip feeling a good sense of clarity, started taking steps. Um, and you know, step here, step there, step, you know. And then um, through some of the conversations I was having with some of the staff at Mariners um, about podcast stuff and digital stuff, um. In the midst of that, I got laid off from the construction job I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty unhappy doing it. And so I got laid off. Um, Like a lot of people did, you know, at the time, like Carvana and Ford and like a bunch of layoffs were happening at different companies. And, you know, whatever, it happens. And I'm driving around Phoenix, Arizona, figuring out, okay, I'm going to drive home right now. I'm going to go tell my wife that I just was laid off. Like I walked out of the chiropractor and got on a Zoom call and got laid off. What am I gonna to say to her? We got four kids. This is gonna be dicey. And as I'm driving, one of the pastors at Mariners, a guy named Jared, called me. Who's been a friend of mine for a very long time. And just to shoot the breeze. And I was like, "Man, I was like, you caught me at a good time." Like, and I told him what happened. And he's the one who said, "Hey, you should you should reach out to Eric and Beth, who's the executive pastor. Um, Beth's the executive pastor. Eric's the, the Geiger's the senior pastor." And I said, "Okay, I'm gonna do that." And I did the next day. And lo and behold they were having discussions about online because Mm -hmm. the the conventional thinking for, 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 I think for everyone online is gonna agree with this. The conventional thinking through COVID was, okay, everything's online. And then when COVID's over, everyone comes back in person and then uh, online is gonna kind of dissipate. But that's just not what happened for us. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of other churches, it's not what happened. So they were looking at these these numbers of who's tuning in and joining and saying, hey, um, we need to, uh, uh, disciple these people. Like we need to put, it's not just going back to a live looking in, you know, the corner of the room, like this is a thing. And, um, and it, it just, the timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was very grateful to be back in ministry and not just at any church at my, at what, what me and my wife consider to be our church. I mean, she was baptized there. Her parents were, we just baptized my six-year-old son there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of our kids have been dedicated there. Like it is our church. I mean, even when I didn't work there, um we attended there like there was mm-hmm. our church eric was our pastor so to go back on staff as a pastor was one of the greatest joys mm-hmm. and but one of the opening dialogues was you know i live in arizona i'm not looking yeah. to move back to california and i just going to be upfront with that and they were like perfect we love that yeah. because you're you're the online guy and you're going to come with an online perspective and uh, and i do and sometimes it's annoying I mean, like you know, it's kind of like a little bit of buyer's remorse sometimes because you know we do you know announcements and service you know which is one I, I kind of you know zing on a bunch. We, you know we you know have a, a class where people got to get a book. So like you know, and, and I look at it from the online perspective, where everyone else in the system uh, is, oh, you need to get the book. All right, well, just drive to one of the congregations and we'll hand you one. And I'm like, no, 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 no. this this dude lives in Ohio. Yeah. He's, and the class starts tonight. He he signed up late. Where again, in person, you sign up late or what? Or sign up when you arrive. It's like, oh, great, you're here. Give me ten bucks. Here's a book. Enjoy the whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just not like that for online. So like the it comes with a, with a perspective um that the church finds valuable, but that also just lets me be the fullness of of I think how God has wired me in this yeah. season.
0: Well dude I think that's so important that you have that online perspective and again for me being an online guy in an established church and I'm, I'm physically present in the church uh, when we're doing our online stuff but I will say things to them and say guys this doesn't translate well online. We have to think of our online attendees if we're going to make this work and if we're going to value them. And, and again, they get annoyed with some of the things I say sometimes, but it's true. We got to, we got to think from that online perspective. So- I love that you
1: said online attendees, by the way, because that is the right language, because the, the, they're, they're uh, just like, there's an attendee of, you know, Mariners Irvine or Mariners, you know, Santa Ana, Mariners, Mission Viejo whatever. Um, these are attendees of online. The, you know, I have very, um, you know, I was in youth for a bunch of years, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a little bit of like rough edge still. Yeah, but 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 I I have I have a very like rough edge when it when it comes to um, uh, diluting those who attend online to just being viewers. Right. Um, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're viewers, and because for someone who's a viewer, there's very little responsibility to the viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's the product. You're going to consume it or you're not. And hope you come back for more. Like I hope we keep you addicted to the product. You You're know right. that we want these thing, clips to go viral. And mm-hmm. but if they're attendees, then we have responsibility. We have a moral responsibility to not just ensure that yes, in fact, this is their church, and it, it feels like their church. But even like the moral responsibility of you know the the of you know one thing that that I think every church makes easy online is giving we make giving yeah. very yeah, right we, but maybe maybe getting into a life group is like pulling teeth maybe you know providing parent resources um for parents who live in other states um for through the youth ministry is pulling teeth but when it comes to hey how do we how do we execute giving oh that's a very very simple stuff we'll yeah. we'll we'll make sure we nail that but, yeah right but in that it's like listen great i give like I, me and my wife give and you and you should Give to your church. I think it's a biblical mandate that, that's part of you know what we do to support the, our church. But in there, therein lies a moral responsibility again. That if we're saying to someone, "Hey, give us your hard-earned money to support the ministry," that they're able to take a step back and say, "Okay, well, and yeah, this is my church, and I am able to um uh, uh be part of the ministry of my church, not just a part." Of, of of a part of the ministry of my, church. I'm able to engage in the fullness of my church and and that's the obviously the complexity of my job. how do you bring that fullness to bear? But then you know it's the the it's those are the strategic conversations in the back end that if you know to your point if you say, hey, well, hey guys, this isn't going to work online it d- does that fall on receptive ears or it's like, hey, you know, online guy, you know keep yeah. it keep it down over there but I mean and so that's the that's the the navigation that constantly takes place.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. So, okay. so here's what I wanted to talk about today. Thanks for uh, this was great hearing your backstory a little bit and and how you got involved with this here. Since you are truly online, you probably use a variety of different tools to do your work. And so I wanted to just hear from you about what are some tools that you use online that really help you do ministry more effectively?
1: Yeah, so the, here's I'm gonna lay out four things. Hey, and, and just so you know, that probably two of these things are maybe like maybe like one of these things is like really like oh I've never heard of that before. Um, and, and the rest are are things I think everyone's heard of. These are the four things we're gonna talk about: Calendly, a thing called mm. Bonjourno, a thing called uh, Zapier, and a thing called Chat GPT. Okay, and I'm gonna throw a little Canva in there too, by the way. Okay, Great. so and I'm gonna put the the theme of this. The theme of, of all of these tools is uh, relationship and uh, efficiency. Like mm-hmm. if there was if there if there is a bookmark heading in your in your browser, it'd be relationship and efficiency and you'd find these apps under it. And if it's okay with you, I'll just I'll just ping right through and then Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So I'll just give a quick overview. So Calendly is an important tool. We use that for um, our onboarding for leaders to schedule time that works for them. We use that um, as a workflow. For for instance, we're launching online baptisms. So if someone wants to get baptized, they fill out the form online, which keeps their information in our database. So now we kind of have an anchor around their information, but it sends them over to Calendly to schedule time with me. They can pick time with me. And I talk to them, oh, you want to get baptized? Why? Tell me more, blah, 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 blah. And then in the response email they get after the Calendly appointment is over is where they'll get the, the links for these additional resources, how to plan a baptism experience. You know, if you have someone baptizing you that's never done it before, here's a video that'll help them. Hey, you know, here's tips to make it super successful, blah, blah. And all that's in there. So it's, it's automated. It's made to be easy. But the most effective thing I've used it for is just the book Digital Coffee with Justin. Mm-hmm. So I'll, every email I put a link. Um, every time uh, I email signature. Um, every uh, meeting I have with someone, or every email I get, every prayer request I get from online, every new connect card I get, every everything I get, comes with a hey, grab digital coffee with Justin's It's thirty minutes. Pick mm-hmm. a time that works for you, and it, you know it gives you a chance to get to know your pastor. Um, I mean, for online, you know, while they yeah. see Eric as our senior pastor teaching, that from the day to day, they're gonna see me and spend time with me. So that's Calendly, super integrated into everything I have, made to be relational. Um, Bonjourno, when anyone signs up for stuff, um, you know, connect card, they sign up for a course, whatever, through Zapier. So I have my Gmail connected to Zapier. Um, if I get, you know, emails about certain things, there's trigger words, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It will load their email into Bonjourno. This is what Bonjourno is. It is a video messaging tool. Um, where if let's say Tom fills out a connect card, his stuff auto-populates into Bongiorno, pops up on my phone and I can record a little video right from my phone. Hey Tom, how's it going, man? I just, I see you did a connect card. I'm Justin. Just want to put a name with the face. Hey, I'd love to talk to you more. I hope you're having a great day, blah, blah, blah. And, and it gives the, and it's, and it is immediate. Like it, it pops wow. up immediately. It notifies me like, Hey, you know, a new person's added to your thing. Your queue. So imagine, Phil, imagine you live in Ohio and you're and the church you're looking at is in California. And you're like, okay, I'm kind of interested in this. Fill out a connect card. And and two minutes later, which I'm, it's not like I'm, I nail this every single time. But you know, two to ten minutes later, you get a personal video from one of the pastors who says, hey, I'm an online pastor. I'm your per- person. I'd love to talk to you. Hey, here's the link. You can schedule time with me. Yeah, I just wanted you to put a name with a face. It, you know, it's a short thing. That takes relationship and that feeling of. Oh, they notice me. You know, people will walk in and out of a physical church building and never be talked to, never mm-hmm. be noticed. You can be invisible in a room of a thousand. You can be invisible in a room of a hundred. Talk about being invisible digitally. I mean, it's it, you absolutely can. So, helping people not feel invisible, Bonjourno is an incredible. I can't talk about it enough. There's workflows in there too. So if I wanted to create a progressive workflow that, you know, welcomes someone and then reminds me, you know, two weeks later to re-engage them or a month later, like there's, just, there's workflows that are insane. That's awesome. Chat GPT. Everyone knows about AI. Everyone has strong opinions about AI, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's the deal. It makes my job easier when it comes to writing a blog post, you know, and giving me a frame of reference to start with. Um, if, if one time I typed in there, hey, what are you know what are the fifty ways to share your faith with someone, and it gave me fifty ways. Give me fifty more ways. It gives me fifty more ways, and I find the ones I like. I take that, load it into um, um, a, a Google Sheet um, CSV file. Take that file, pop that over to Calendly. Um, kind of create a template. And boom, auto, you know, upload that and it auto populates. And the, the font that I want, now I have a bunch of social media graphics, like literally within five minutes that I can share over the course of a week. I can share all at once and they're numbered one through, you know, 20. And then I do the, the little video. Hey guys, sharing your faith's important online. You can do it wherever you live. Hey, I, I dropped in our story, 20 ways to share your faith that are super easy. You know, check them out, comment below in the video, the one you think is is the best, or if you have a different idea, let me know. So you're now you're using social media as a relationship kind of community building tool. Use Chappie GPT to create content, not plagiarize, not be lazy, but to to get things started, so that you can take it and edit. Now again, people are going to listen to that and be like, I totally disagree. Okay, whatever. Like I'm not going to die on that hill, but it, it makes my my role easier to give me a starting point. Um, and then um, uh, uh, the the last one that I really like is Zapier. So it allows me to um, do a ton of automation with Instagram, ton of automation with Gmail. Um, you know, we have hooked into to our system pretty well, so that you know, as people fill out connect cards or different things, it just it just auto you know sends emails. It auto alerts me, so I can follow up with people more effectively. Um, you know, Zapier is a killer for social media. It's great. Um, you know, you get a new follower on Twitter, it does this. New follower on Instagram, it does that. Um, those are the those are the
0: four or five tools that I've I've used that I use often. I use them every week. Yeah. So there's a there's a quick overview. Dude, those are great. Okay, so the, the one thing as I was listening to you and thinking about about our student ministry pass that goes into our online ministry, I think this is what makes uh, student ministry so great at online ministries because in student ministry you're always thinking about relationships. It's always about relationships, and with it, online ministry. I, I went to a conference a few years ago, this was even during the early stages of uh, COVID, and someone said, and I was greatly offended by it, and I let them know that I was offended by it, but they said um, on, uh, um, online relationships are not real relationships. And I thought, that that is so false from what I've ever experienced online. I know some of the people on my 8 o'clock. I chat host our 8 o'clock service. I have other chat hosts for other ones. I know some of those people, and I've never met them in person. But I know them because we've had interaction, not just on, in the chat room, but outside of the chat room. and it, it, Because I think very relationally, and I want to build relationships with people and help them experience Jesus and discover who he is. And so we have real relationships, and those tools that you just highlighted are all centered around relationships. And you're building relationships. I love. I didn't even think about the the quick little video thing that you did about sending that to someone really quick. Put a face with the name. It's so great of how you're viewing online ministry as real relational ministry. You know, <clears throat> and there's easy. There, I mean, there's so many easy ways to do that. Um, the
1: the here's what I'd say. This is this would be pretty. I think this is, is going to be a pretty edgy thing that I'm going to. I think this is going to be a pretty ridiculous, edgy. You might, I don't know. This is, this is, when you said what you just said, here's the first thing I thought of. That sounds like that sounds like a that, that sounds like a type of bigotry to me. That mm-hmm. sounds like a type of online bigotry to me. Hey, though, though you you can't really have relationships with those yeah. people. That's not really. The, the, imagine applying that to any other sphere of our regular, ongoing life. Yeah. And and uh, put any other category of group. So like the, on, so online is a place where things happen. You know, you, hey, we're going to do this Bible study. So it's also going to be online. Then yeah. there is the people of online. Like the, this is their congregation. This is their church, the people of online. So we're going to do this Bible study. You know, we're going to use online as a, you know an avenue of doing this. And then there's the people of online. We want to include the online people into this thing that we're doing. And apply any other people group. And say that same foolish insight,
0: yeah,
1: and you'd you'd be labeled a, a bigot. You'd they'd say, Oh, well, you know, you're just super you'd be like you're super close-minded. I can't believe you would say that. But with online, you know, here's the deal. If you think that you can't do it, then you're never gonna try to do it. Right. And if you say to yourself, you know what, this is gonna be hard to do, so let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. You will be successful. Yeah. I was chatting with with a couple yesterday and we were just freaking hanging. Um, they're doing, you know, they have a junior high kid. He does triathlons. They live in Bakersfield, California, which is super far from orange County. Um, he's going down to orange County for a triathlon in September. The call, the call was about just other stuff. And he's like, Hey, you should, you should, he, he knows I do triathlons too. He's like, you should do it with me. And I'm like, you know, September, I'm kind of looking at my calendar. Like, can I arrange being in Irvine for some reason, some church meeting I got to go to in order so that I can do this triathlon with him. Uh, yeah, I probably can, but you never get to that point. If you're not willing to say, Hey, this is going to be slow going and like, let's get started and figure it out and, um, and go with an open mind and know that to them, they just want to connect with, they just want to be connected. They want to be seen. They want to be known. Um, and that's the business, that's the business we're in, which is another reason. I mean, I affirm what you said so much, another reason why youth ministry people, can be successful, really successful, when it comes to online, because we have that mindset, like yeah. pulling that kid in who's kind of on the fringe. Um, you know, the the bad kid. I'm using air quotes. The bad kid that you know, they all they do is make mistakes. Like, are they even worth it? No, no, no they are worth it. Like, we mm-hmm. got to fight hard to pull that kid in. Um, you know, it's it's the same kind of deal. It's
0: the same yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, I, I love this. Well, those are great tools, and again, I, I think it's great encouragement that anything online we can look at and we can try, we can experiment. I like how you're using chat GPT too. I mean, because again, that's still very new to a lot of us. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out, Hey, how do I utilize this? And to see what you did again, you're using it. You're using a tool to help build relationships, to help encourage people, help spur them on towards Christ. And I, I think that's fantastic of how, again, I'm sure you're not be like, Hey, Oh, this ai stuff i'm going to invest all my time and energy but you're you're starting to explore it you're starting to look at it and you're starting to say how does this fit can it fit thinking of uh, i think of chat gpt and, and uh, i don't go deep down the rabbit hole in
1: this i think of it like if i had an intern writer on my team i had an intern english mm-hmm. major who loves writing and i just opened the office door i said hey can you write me can you write me a quick blog like, I'm going to edit it. I'm going to edit it and make it my own and kind of add some stuff. Can you write me a quick blog on, the, you know, the six ways, you know, six reasons it's really important to volunteer at your church? And they say, oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. And they type it up. Hey, can can you just write for me, you know, 50 ways to share your faith with someone? Oh, yeah, sure. It th- That's my mindset. So it's not a, a, you know, this writes it and I just post whatever it writes, you know, whatever computer yeah. language it uses. But it, it's meant as a tool. To help build efficiency, kind of get, get things yeah. started, get me going so that I can, you know, you know, make the most of my time.
0: Yeah. And I think that's right too, because like you just said, they're not just relational tools you highlighted, but they're time-saving tools and they really help you. Again, automation is good. Like if everything you do is automation, maybe that might be kind of weird, but having so automation to help you and help them in the process, I think that's really exciting uh, stuff that you're doing. So Dude, this has been great. The end result. The end result's the big part.
1: The it, yeah. no one, no one who is on the receiving end of the video, for instance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is asking me questions about like, well, hey, was this was this automated? Were you what what, what tools were you using? How much mm-hmm. do those tools cost? They don't care about any of that stuff. You know, what they care about. Oh my gosh, this guy. He noticed. I just filled this card out ten minutes ago. This guy notices mm-hmm. me. Like, what's the deal with this? I've never gotten. I've never gotten a response like this from a church. Like that's the, that's what we're going for. Just like in youth, yeah. we go for the, I can't believe we just did that moment as a kid sitting in their chair. We're going for the, I can't believe this church. I can't believe I got this response. I can't believe they noticed me. If I if I can get that response from the, the people who are new visitors to our church um, online, then we're nailing it. And I'll do, I mean, any any other than sin, any means necessary, <laughs> I'm willing to do it. And I'm telling you, and so and I, that's what I love is the, these questions. Because it's about again relationship efficiency, um, be, and again the, keeping the end user in mind, you know, like the I can't believe that they connect me. I can't believe they noticed in a sea of people they know and made time for me. That mm-hmm. Maybe this church is. Maybe I'm going to take a, a harder look at this church. Maybe I will sign up for that Bible study. Maybe I will attend this weekend.
0: Um, yeah. you know, that's the the those payoffs that we're looking for. Dude, this is awesome. This has been exciting for me. I, it's any Anytime I talk to an online minister, I just get so encouraged and inspired because you're thinking about things that I haven't thought about. And I'm like, okay, I got to start looking into this a little bit more. Like, Bongiorno, I've never heard of that before. I'm going to look into it right after we get off of this and see how I can start incorporating it. Because- it, Oh, so you're going to love it. You're going to love yeah, it, bro. You're yeah. going to love it. Well, Justin, this is awesome. How, how can people connect with you? If they want to look you up and say, we can connect with you a little bit more, what, what would you suggest?
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram. Instagram you know, is a great way. Um, at hey, Justin Herman. I'll send you some links you can put in the yeah. show notes. I'll send you the coffee with the, the online pastor link. Um, yeah. You know, people can, you know, if you're an online pastor out there, Man, I don't know. I don't know everything. I didn't know everything when I was a youth pastor. Like the, you, we're we're all learning. We're like we're all on the same road, going the same direction. You know, whatever. Um, I love talking to online pastors. I have the same heart as you do. That that feeling of connecting, like that synergy of like, man, we're all in it together, and there's good ideas mm-hmm. here. So anyone can book time with me and spend thirty minutes and chat, and it'll probably go longer than that. But Instagram is the best way, and um, and uh, Facebook. I'm a, I Actually, hey Justin Herman, I realized. I was really early on to these things. So, like for Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> YouTube. I got hey Justin Herman for everything. So I, uh, the the branding, very, very good alignment.
0: Yeah. Very good, very online. Well, well when I reached out to you on Twitter, I was wondering if you were actually active on Twitter or not, or if you just had it. And so I was glad that you responded to me on Twitter because I, I love Twitter. I'm a Twitter guy. I've been getting I've been getting way more into Twitter. I I don't, you
1: know, I don't know why, but I just have been, I feel like it's been more, more mellow. There's been more people on there. It's just been more fun. And, and I discovered our church, we have a Twitter account for our church. It's just not really utilized. There's no one, you know, Twitter was like such a toxic, weird place for a really long time. So a lot of people kind of disengaged Um, that that's typically when I like to engage the most, like where (laughs) I I like to put my hands in the most. It's like, things are really chaotic. Oh, perfect. I'm made for this. And so I've actually been like writing like, you know, a strategy, you know, how can we really, how can we put meat to Twitter? We have this handle at Mariner's church. How can we put meat to it? But you know, it's, 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 you know, there's a lot of other priorities right now. It's, it's yeah. sitting in a file somewhere right next to my, my position paper on space aliens. So it's, it's, it's,
0: <laughs> it's, it's uh, which,
1: which is a real thing. I, I've been writing this, this paper, my free time, being back in the church, you just got time and people ask weird stuff you're like, it could, like people i don't know the weirdest question you would ask, but for me it was you know what's the church's position on like space aliens like do like if they're real, like what does that mean for our faith real and i was like i'm gonna put some thought into that because i know there's an answer and i went deep down the rabbit hole and now i got a five-page paper that that outlines the more responsibility for evangelism or you know what it means in context of genesis one we could talk all day about space aliens i'm i'm, yeah. I'm i know stuff
0: well after after i saw all those pictures of all the different galaxies i was like okay we are totally not alone, and if we ever think we're alone here, we're fooling ourselves. So, anyways, that's a whole different rabbit hole, like you said. So. It's a totally rabbit, but, but you know, I would
1: ask this is the one, this is the one, this is the one question I throw out there. When it comes to the the work of the cross, so when it comes to the work, the work on Calvary, the work on the cross, when when Jesus, you know, died on the cross for our sins, was that sacrifice, that propitiation for our sins to to satisfy the the, the anger or the wrath of God? Was that a for this planet? Or was that an intergalactic act that, that sent ripples through the cosmos that, 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 that that, that forgive forgiveness is there for the people, or is that contained to the the people in the situation of earth that God created Adam and Eve and on, on planet earth, as the Bible documents, what happens on this earth sin happened, the whole thing. And then Jesus was the solution to this situation where a, People from another planet. I mean, it, it, I'm telling you, yes. dude, you go deep down the rabbit hole. If aliens showed up, is you know, should we be proselytizing to them, sharing with them yeah. the gospel of Jesus, where they didn't have like these same stories and examples um, um, of situations on their planet? There, there's, there's, there's things, there. <laughs> there's things there. Oh gosh, yeah, to legitimately talk about. Yeah, yeah. If, if you have the time for it, if and most yeah. people do not, most people do not have the time to to um, to uh, what's it? Let me to embellish me on. Yeah space
0: aliens. Well, when when you're done with the paper, you need to share it with us so that we can read through it.
1: I not only will I share it with you, I will demand that I come back on this podcast. I will yes. demand that I come back yes. on this podcast to yes. to uh, to argue every point and uh and to convince people that if space aliens do arrive, it changes nothing about the the veracity and the the strength of our gospel because our gospel is made for us and yes. and, and with our situation, but that there's that I'll argue some of the obviously the other implications. I yeah, would, the, I will demand my return.
0: The the title will be online ministry and space aliens. So there you go. Hey, listen.
1: Hey, look at, hey, these radio waves go into the, you know go into the yeah. cosmos. You know, it's it's a thing. Um, it's a thing so. it, 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 some alien shows up, and be like, hey, I'm looking for Tom and Justin. You know, we got this, these radio waves in this podcast they did. We need to talk to them. You know, yeah. I think the leaders of Earth be like, yeah, we're totally the leaders. Come on, come over to our house. Let's have some have bourbon and talk about the Lord. It'd be great. You'll love it.
0: Amen on that. So that's hey, good.
1: you know what? I want to throw something out there to you. I've been kicking, I've been talking to some other online pastors about pulling together a round table of online pastors in like a formal sense it would rather be in person or digitally, but let's just go with digitally, you know, a very impromptu-ish, get everyone together. Hey, everyone, if you're coming, come with five minutes of something to present and we're going to throw out a topic and we're going to talk about it as a group. If we did something like that, would you be down? Oh yeah, I would
0: totally be down for that. I
1: yeah. don't think there's anything like that, at least that no. I know I don't know of anything like that, that is, is, is really going after. And not like the mega, mega people of like life church. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the people like us, like the COVID happened. We made a pivot and then, you know, and we're trying to figure this out as we go not, Hey, we've been doing this for 10 years with budgets of million. And I know people at life church. I'm not knocking life church, but where we're at kind of wrestling through things. Is different than hey we've been doing this for 15 years we have the number one app we have a staff of a million people and a lot of money but like the the in the practical sense of what we're doing um, would you would you be down if we did that
0: oh yeah 100 percent 100 percent for sure so I'm
1: adding you to the list and if anyone else is interested out there they should shoot me an email online at marinerschurch.org and I'd love to add them to the list because it's something we're going to be launching uh, very soon with uh, while well, they're online guys you probably you probably know to be honest um, but yeah. i want to drop them right now out, out of respect for them yeah. but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun this podcast dude, that, on talking to you has been fun
0: dude it's been great It's been. Uh, i'm definitely gonna have you back on whether it's about space aliens or something else we will definitely talk again uh it's great having you on yeah so,
1: you, you 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 want you have me back on in the fall because in the if you're ever gonna have me back on you know soon here in yeah. the fall the fall, we're launching a a regional approach, a time-zoned approach to how we do this thing we do call Rooted, which is a 10-week mm. discipleship experience. Yeah. Um, right now, it's Southern California. It happens, you know, 6 to 8 p.m. and And that finite structured deal is the same across the entire country. So if you live on the East Coast, you're signing up for 6 to 8.30 at California time. Yeah. And it it has not been, it has not been getting us the results we're looking for. So in fall, we're launching it in every single time zone groups that are centric, centric to that time zone. So you'll do it from six to eight, you know, 630 to 830 in your time zone. And the implications of like this multi time zone approach to discipleship is something that, that I'm putting, I mean, all of my, all of my strategic time right now and conversations is how do we build that functioning system, equip it with leaders, just all the structure of that to meet the needs of, of the attendee, yeah. meet the needs of the church. Like, Hey, we're gonna make it easy. We're going to kind of do what we do here. And then just kind of say, Hey, anyone can do it if they want to, but it's like, we're going to make it easy for people to do church in a way that makes sense to them and a time that makes sense to them. Like the whole, they're not like, Oh, well, you know, it's nine o'clock where I live, you know, yeah. it's going to be 1130. This is insane, but we're going to make it easy for people to connect with their church um, in different time zones. I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I think it's going to be um, different.
0: Yeah, that sounds exciting. I will definitely have you on in the fall and we can talk about it. So because that, that will help, I think, how big implications on how people do online ministry in different time zones. So I think that's really cool. So, Justin, it was great having you on, man. I look forward to the next time. Me too, Tom. Thanks so much. All right. So what did you think? What did you think of the interview? What did you think about Justin and his sharing and those apps that he encouraged you to use? Have you used them before? Again, as I highlight, I, I haven't used some of them before, and I'm really excited about using something like Buongiorno in the future. So that was really encouraging to me. Were you encouraged by the space aliens paper that he's working on? What kind of questions do you have? What thoughts do you have? Definitely share it with me uh, online or you can put it in the comment section below or you can go to Twitter at ta pounders my Twitter handle and hey Justin Herman is Justin's Twitter handle. We would love to carry this conversation online as well. Because again, online relationships are real relationships. And uh, we can have those kind of relationships online. So hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up online. We'd love to talk to you a little bit more. All right, here's Thanks so much for joining me today. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, go and subscribe to it. It's on YouTube. It's on Apple, Google, Amazon, all the platforms. We'd love for you to get these every time they come out. Uh, So check that out and subscribe to it today. All right, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, have a great one.